Welcome to week one of the 2021 Elite Football Talk. I'm your host, Ryan Glenn, with my partner, partner Nick partner. Nick Sheffert. What else would I be? I'm, I'm I, don't, I, I don't even know. So we, uh, <laughs> we're I here to... Am I just your acquaintance or something? Yes, you're my acquaintance. You don't... We're not friends. Uh, we're here for week one of Elite Football Talk, and we're here just to talk all things football, mainly um, high school and college. And we're going to start it off this week with the games that have already happened last yeah, Saturday. Actually, I was actually so excited last Saturday, just waking up and having football again. That was something nice to see at 12, uh, 12 o'clock, even though it was a later start for the Central time. It was still super excited. We got a decent game in Nebraska-Illinois that we're going to just talk about right now. But I was excited to have football back. And I know this week's going to have a lot more better games, but still excited to have the season back for sure. Absolutely. There's a few. There's about five FBS games last week. We're going to talk first about the first Big Ten game, Illinois-Nebraska. What was your initial thoughts on this one? Well, my initial thoughts, for sure. I totally thought Nebraska was going to win. I thought it would be close. But Illinois just – they did, I wouldn't say Illinois played great. I think Nebraska found way, really found ways to lose the game. But still, great uh, win for Brett Bielema in his first coaching game back since being out for like three years or something. Uh, Nebraska, there's so many mental mistakes. He had that safety where the dude field, field the punt went back in the end zone like – I don't know what he was doing there. Just a lot of penalties. Got the, the guy got a sack and then 30 yards of penalties because of the taunt and everything. Just really undisciplined football. And just ask Scott Frost said it was like watching the same movie. And I can totally agree with that because like I just felt like it was the same Nebraska team I've seen these last three years. Just undisciplined, not good football, not playing clean. Martinez made some plays here and there. That 75-yard touchdown run was super big. But other than that, he really had a bad game. Like 6 for 32 232 yards and one touchdown like if you're people are hyping up Martinez like these are decent numbers for maybe an average quarterback for a quarterback like Martinez he needs to have better games and Nebraska wants to have a chance at this point I would say to even make bowl, bowl eligibility because what I saw week one or week zero I should say uh, I do not have high hopes for the Nebraska team anymore no absolutely not the he also Martinez also with a QB rating of 52 that's uh not the way you want to start off especially against a team like Illinois who's Probably near the bottom of the Big Ten, I'd say. We, we're not sure as Brett Bielman just starting off, but first, huge first win for him. Um, and that was the first Big Ten game so far. We have a bunch of games coming up this weekend starting on Thursday. There's uh, Minnesota-Ohio State, obviously, one of the biggest games of the week, I'd say, for the Big Ten, along with Rutgers and uh, Temple playing this uh, tomorrow at 5.30 on BTN, along with on Friday night, there's a few Big Ten games. Michigan State, Northwestern, those are some intriguing first couple games. And then a couple on Saturday also. So what do you think of this? Uh, as we Now we're going to move in more into the Big Ten type of preview. What do you think of the Big Ten opening against Big Ten against Big Ten opponents? I love it. I think it's good for the conference. Because usually when you have these opening nights when you're playing FCS teams, no one's really going to tune in that. They might tune in here and there to watch just see how bad you're beating them. But when you have two big power teams going in for conference play right away, it's a good... It's a good game to get a lot of national publicity about your conference because I don't really because I like Alabama. They're trying to go into that all power five conference. And I really like that from Alabama because they are one of the top brands in college football. And they should be doing that. But when you open it with conference play, that first game means something, and I think that first game should mean a lot, and it does show where you're at. And it's also just something because you have Minnesota playing Ohio State. If Minnesota wins that game, they have a great chance. Now people are like, oh, this Minnesota team's real, unlike in 2019 when they played a South Dakota State, when they played a Fresno State, when they played a Georgia Southern, and they started 3-0, but people don't give them respect because they're first three opponents. Now you have a chance to start the gate fast and get some respect like right out of the gate, and I think that's a great thing for the Big Ten to have. Absolutely. As the as the Big Ten now going to be probably one of the top, probably the second-best conference, I'd say, in college football with you know all of this stuff going on around changing with schedules and conferences, a lot of weird things happening. Um, the Big Ten's probably going to stay there at the top, along with whatever alliance comes in the future here. As we move in here to the to preview the Big Ten teams, obviously I'd say number one in each division right now would be Ohio State and probably Wisconsin, probably a little bit more, um, uh, a couple more teams in the West that are probably closer to Wisconsin than in the East to Ohio State. But what do you see? Do you see Ohio State as we top start at the top of the East division? Do you see Ohio State probably repeating as East champs for about the fourth or fifth year in a row here? Uh, I, I do like them to repeat. I think they have a great chance to repeat. I really don't see anybody in that what East division besides maybe a Penn State or Indiana if they get lucky. 
and like win a few games here and there that they probably might not have a good chance to win. So I'd say if I had to put money on a team to come out of one of the divisions, I'd put my money on Ohio State. I'm not saying that, comp- that uh, the division's going to be bad, but just when you have Ohio State, they're just one of the top brands of college football, and it's tough to bet against them until they show you that they're kind of not having a good season. For the West, though, with Wisconsin, I feel like that gap is closer between one, maybe to one to four, one to five, just because all the every team in there. You have so many teams in the West that have won. You have Wisconsin that's already won the West. You have Iowa that's won the West. You get Northwestern that's won the West. You get all these teams in the last couple of years to win the West. So it's all. It I think the West will be a better chance. Maybe like okay, this would be interesting down the road. Unlike the East, where we might be like in like a couple weeks left, and like oh okay, Ohio State has the thing wrapped up, but. I'm excited for a great Big Ten season. I hope this is more normalcy. I know hopefully no team has to lose a game because of COVID forfeit. That's the last thing we all want to see. But that it, it is still a thing that we still need to talk about because it is still a real issue in society right now. And I feel like hopefully we don't come to that and we're teams at the forfeit because they are sick. But if worse comes to worse, I just I, I would be like, well, how do we judge that though? If you're a if you're a college football playoff committee member and you're like saying, let's say. Next week, Oregon has to forfeit a game because they can't mm-hmm. play against Ohio State. How would you take that in the context about like what would you, what would you? It think probably I bet it would probably depend on how Ohio State's able to respond the next week and just if they can continue because if they dominate this week against Minnesota and they can't play next week due to Oregon having issues, they just have to continue to dominate each and every week to show any time any chance they get, they have to show they're still a top five team because I think any type of slip up this year could really hurt teams because. Everybody wants to be in the playoff, obviously. Everybody wants to. It's not an easy thing to do, but anytime someone gets an opportunity, I think they're going to go 100% every single time because they want to show that they want to be in that college football playoff and they deserve it. And uh, so we're going to – the Big Ten, probably a couple teams here that have a little shot, I'd say, in making the playoff. Obviously, Ohio State is the front runner. They've been in the, I believe, now four times, three, twice, two years in a row. They've lost in the national championship last year to Alabama and the year before in the semifinal to Clemson. Um, the Wisconsin Badgers have been a team that over the last about, I'd say, I mean, over the last 30 years, they've been one of the better teams in the Big Ten. Um, never getting to the college football playoff. They've been to the Big Ten championship a couple times with an opportunity to make it, but they've always been, they've always ran into Penn State or Ohio State. What does Wisconsin have to do this year to possibly get over the hump and finally get into that college football playoff? Yeah, if you said it, Wisconsin had that one year where they were 12-0 in 2017 that they were number four going to that Ohio State game, and they just couldn't finish the deal. And you also had Iowa that one year as well versus Michigan State. They were two, a couple goal line stands away from one of the playoffs. It's just the West team is just – being in the West, you really don't get that respect you get from the East. So you got to have to go undefeated because you had that one year where uh, Ohio State was 11-1. Didn't even play in the Big Ten Championship game and got, got in the playoff. Yeah. So it's like that – being in the West division is good because there is more parity, I feel like. With teams going to Indianapolis for the to represent the, the division, but you also get no respect because you basically play Illinois, you play Purdue, you play maybe Nebraska, who hasn't been good these last couple of years. Plays Northwestern, who is shaky here and there. Some years they are one of the better teams in the conference, but some years when you play them, they are one of the worst teams in the conference. So being the West team, you really just can't really afford a slip up. It's like tough to say, but you kind of have to go undefeated. And I feel like Wisconsin needs to go undefeated in order to reach that goal of making the college football playoff. I think. With their schedule, it is possible. I, that Notre Dame out-of-conference game is a very tough one. It is in a neutral site area, so that should be a super fun environment to watch a college football game in for sure. But I just I, I think Wisconsin either has to go 12-0 and or they have to go 11-1, and that one loss has to be to Notre Dame, and that has to be pretty close. And they have to win that Big Ten championship game for sure to maybe get over the, that hump to get finally into the college football playoff. Yeah, as you, we look at the Big Ten, the Big Ten probably has about – I see three different tiers. Um, Ohio State's probably at the top there, and you look at those are the top tier would probably be teams that have been in these New Year's Six Bowls the last five, six years now. I'd say Ohio State's up there. Penn State has been up there in the past. Uh, Wisconsin has been up there. Same with Iowa. Minnesota even kind of jumped into that kind of first tier two years ago. Um, Indiana saw it, had a little bit of taste of that last year, and Michigan has kind of been all over the place. And I'd say the second tier has kind of been mainly uh, – Minnesota's probably sat in that mostly. Uh, same with Northwestern. And along with I'd, even uh, Michigan State a couple years ago, but now they've really fallen down. But in that bottom tier, I'd say it's probably you go Illinois, Purdue, Michigan State, and Rutgers, and even Maryland could kind of bounce around in that third tier. Do you think it's good to see a lot of to some parity in the Big Ten, or do you think 
since even though it's not like the SEC where, you know, Alabama's going to be in it every year, do you think it's good to see that, you know, Michigan, Indiana, Penn State could have opportunities to be Ohio State because they have in the past? Yeah, I do think that's a great thing because going into the Big Ten season, you can kind of assume Ohio State's always going to be that top team. But we, as you saw last year, Indiana, they had that top ten matchup in Columbus, and that was a great game. Indiana only lost by seven points. So I think you do have those teams. I did think we had that with LSU two years ago as well with when they just went undefeated and they won the entire thing. But I, I think I like the Big Ten, how, they, how it goes out sometimes. Because just when you have the SEC, it kind of can get a little boring just previewing Alabama, 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 win, win, win. I like how you have with the Big Ten, especially the West Division, how you have so much like inconsistency of who you think is going to – Maybe Mitt in Indianapolis. Who's going to make the Rose Bowl? Maybe who's going to make another New Year's Six Bowl? It's or, just, or Outback or, or Citrus. Outback. Those are yeah. still really good bowl games. Uh-huh, for sure. And I just think I like the Big Ten when I think there's a lot more parity in this conference. Not saying that CC's bad. I do like Alabama because they are they are one of the top brands of college that just plays the game right. Because now after yesterday's news, they have they're going to have three starting quarterbacks in the NFL. That's just such an accomplishment for a, a, a football program to have. But I I think the Big Ten is in that. Is in maybe if you, I, I maybe have Alabama at that one A, Big Ten at that one B for ranking, uh, power conferences for college football. Absolutely, the Big Ten um teams always trying to get into the big bowl games and trying to win big games and just show the Big Ten is a really good conference in college football. After now we're gonna we're gonna we'll talk about the Big Ten matchups a little bit later along with the rest of the other matchups and make some picks. Now we're gonna shift over to some high school football. Which uh, the big news of the week? Something on, that I don't think will ever be seen again. Yeah, on uh, I believe was it, uh, it was Sunday. Sunday Sunday afternoon. IMG Academy from Florida, one of the probably the top prep school in the country for for high school football, played a unknown high school called Bishop Sycamore. But now being um, turning out that Bishop Sycamore isn't even real. It's it was a made up yeah. name, and I could say I have a girlfriend from Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, I, my girlfriend goes to Bishop. Yeah, Sycamore. All, all of us we. Uh, Everybody we know, all my the famous people I know go to Bishop Sycamore. Um, I heard Cam Newton's going to be signing with Bishop Sycamore. Oh yeah, Sycamore. I, 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 I might get a jersey soon. I think those are me, some elite jerseys. Oh, big big news! Uh, uh, Cam Newton got released by the New England Patriots. Mac Jones, Alabama quarterback. You're saying Alabama, so that's big news there. What 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 do you think about this? What, how do you think ESPN allowed this to happen? I don't know. I, I don't know how this gets through so many people and allows it to happen. You could easily see in the second quarter when the announcer said. The, the talent is Don't even, not even there. We can't verify anybody. We, they, they couldn't verify a single recruit. And I, my, my favorite part of the, uh, the game, uh, when 54 got injured and he was laying there, and like you know how the announcers, they try to figure out, like, okay, this is who's injured, this is yeah. where he's from. They had no information. Yeah. They had no 54 in the roster. I just find that hilarious. Uh, I find this completely uh, bad for ESPN as ESPN kind of starts going in that spiral because they've – had a lot of issues these past year about stuff just not going right. Yeah. Just making these wrong decisions. So I feel like for the ESPN, this is just another bad image for them, and they need to clean this up because this is completely unacceptable, and this shouldn't have happened in the first place. And I just I don't. And the coach got fired a couple like yesterday. Uh, the coach had an active arrest warrant. Like this, this is easy stuff to figure out. Yeah. And you can't. You can believe teams, but at one point you have to just look at stuff and like, how is this a team we can't let them play on ESPN? Because I would rather have Bishop, uh, I'd rather have IMG play Prior Lake than Bishop Sycamore because at least these are actually high schoolers. I have yeah. no clue how grown men, JUCO transfers can can lose so bad to high schoolers. Like you would think they could score a point. They just it was brutal to watch. It was the highlights have been hilarious. The backlash has been pretty funny. But we gotta just hope something like this doesn't happen again because IMG is one of the top football high schools in the conf- in the country, and I kind of want to see him play against other top talent. And that game on Sunday was a joke to watch and was a kind of been a joke ever since because of all this stuff happened to Bishop Sycamore. Yeah, just a kind of a weird weird thing that happened, and you hope stuff like that won't happen ever again. Um, I don't know how it happened, but we you know something you gotta talk about is in the world of football, just kind of going around. So now we're gonna. Sh- uh, shift our focus to one of the topics we'll talk about each week. Um, the Minnesota Golden Gophers this year playing Ohio State week one. We're always going to talk Gophers. We're both Gopher fans. Um, kind of biased towards that, but still big football fans. Um, so Minnesota, obviously a historic year two years ago, going 11-2, and beating Penn State, um, getting a win away from the Big Ten Championship game, beating Auburn in the Outback Bowl. Last year, kind of a disappointing year, even though it's kind of hard to say – 
kind of hard to think about last year as a real season since half the games they were basically missing 30 guys almost every game like last year they beat Nebraska without 33 guys or something like that so kind of a tough year to judge them off their performance but um, not a fun year anyway but now they, they open up the year against number four in the country Ohio State so Ohio State um, losing a lot of starters they've lost all three of their top linebackers from last season um, they have a new quarterback coming in this year CJ Stroud and they don't have anybody on their roster has thrown a pass for the first time since 1952 that has happened that they don't have a returning QB that's thrown a pass so what's your initial um, opening statement about this game against Ohio State for Minnesota? Well, I think this is a huge game. This is a great opportunity to show that this Minnesota team can be something consistently good in the future. But it starts with week one. But as PJ said, you kind of this week one game is important, but there are still 11 other games on the schedule. So I wouldn't say this game's like crazy. Like if you lose the season's over, if you win the season, it'll be the best season ever. There are still 11 games to play after, but it's such it's a great test to see where this team, Minnesota team lies because I know last year was disappointing watching that Michigan game. Early in the season, we thought we were going to have another good season, but just wasn't there. But let's see. We got Rashad Bateman went to the NFL. He's out now, so you kind of lost your number one there. So now you have Chris Bell, who is quite will be a game time decision for tomorrow's game. Uh, but they got Mo Ibrahim, and Mo is just one, has to be one of the top top three running backs in the, all of college this year. Dude just runs people over and just has speed that you kind of want to assume a guy like him would have. So I'm excited for this game. I know Ohio State's one of the better, one of the best teams in the country. I know it's going to be a dogfight. Uh, I like Minnesota to keep it close in this game. I'm not going to make my prediction yet because I know we have that later in the season or later in the episode. But I, I think this game will be closer than a lot of people think. I know this is the top uh, game people have bet on this week. So it should be a fun game. It's a great game to open the season with. I know a lot of people have been excited for it. Hopefully it's a sold-out crowd. I know I'll be there. Uh, and I'm excited for to be back in the stands because last year was tough being watching Big Ten football with no people in the crowd because the crowd does make a lot of difference. And I think if this big the Minnesota team can get a lot of pressure on this CJ Stroud, I think they do have a good chance to maybe pull an upset here. Absolutely. So we look at Ohio State. So they have probably two of the best. You're saying two of the best wide receivers in the country in uh, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson. Minnesota defensively struggled last year against almost every opponent they played. Um, what do they? What do you think they're going to have to do? Because you have some, you have a little bit of experience there now in that secondary with Coney Durr and Jordan Howden. A lot of guys going into their third and fourth year in this program. What do you think they're mainly going to have to do to shut? I don't think you can shut down those guys, but how can you contain guys like that so they don't have huge games? Yeah, it's it's gonna be tough because those uh, Olave and Wilson, two of the best in the country, I'd say, top duo for sure, top three duo, top three duo. It's gonna you can't you can't stop guys like those. Those guys are always gonna have a monster game, but it's just when and where they get the where they get the big play. If they get it like right off the bat, then you're gonna be in trouble. But if maybe you can hold that to when you maybe have that momentum and like it is maybe like a third and long, and they only and it's like a third and fifteen, they only get twelve yards, still a big play but it's still fourth down. So it's making sure when those big plays happen, they don't change the game. And if they do, you got to just accept the fact that, yeah, these guys are really good and just got to keep your head up and get that next play. But those guys have to be, maybe both might be sitting there at the final, at the cutscene board, looking for the blatant cough and trying to get that. So it should be, it's going to be a good game. I know those wide receivers are two of the best in the country, and I'm excited, I'm excited to watch those two in person because those are for sure two NFL talents on the field. That we play on Thursday. That we'll be playing on Sunday eventually. What do you uh, What do you think of the Gophers black uniforms for the first game this year? I love them. I love that the players love them. That's kind of what I look for first. If the players love them, then I'm gonna love them. If the players don't like them, I'll be like, I'll try to make sure they're good. But the play when you saw that video, the players went crazy. That's all that really matters. Like, I, I get other people have their opinions and stuff, but. I think if the players like him, that's all that matters because they're the ones that go out on the Thursdays or the Saturdays to play the game. And I think if they're happy and they feel like they're playing with elite uniforms on, they're going to play elite. So I think uh, I, I love the black uniforms. I have that as my screen per- per- uh, uh, wallpaper, actually. That just tells you how much I like them. But I'm excited to wa- look at them for the first time. I know they're mixed opinions because we are maroon and gold people like that tradition but sometimes you gotta spice it up a little bit I, I like this little spice up for a Thursday night game against that Ohio State team that is pretty good because you, you kind of need all you can get 
Yeah, I think Minnesota's biggest thing, they're going to have to start really fast with that. I believe they're going to have to get some turnovers early and get the crowd into the game and kind of get it. I, I think if they can use that home field to an advantage, because at that Penn, we were both at that Penn State game. That Penn State game, I'm telling you, before that game, I, if I was an opposing player, I would have been so intimidated. I was, I had never seen the stadium like that. It was so loud. It was so loud and singing the rouser. and it, it was insane before the game, and we, we took advantage. You know, that big pick before, you know, Winfield had it three minutes into the game. That got everybody fired up, and then we scored quickly. I think that really helped. So we can start with some big plays fast. I think it helped. And they just got to be athletic. They got to be quick, and they got to be fired up. And I think they will. PJ does a good job getting his players fired up for big games. Yep, you got to start fast, accelerate in the middle, and finish strong. Absolutely, and they got to they gotta win that 78%. Um, so now we're going to shift over to some uh, – Big games that we're going to look for this week. Nick's going to start off with his top 25 upset to watch this week. Uh, my top 25 upset to watch each week. I'll try, I'll, try, I'll try to pick a top 25 team I see each week that I think is in trouble and has to maybe play their best game or win or else they will lose. And this is this segment is also sponsored by uh, Dr. Pepper. I uh, just want to throw that out there. We we have Dr. Pepper. Yes. Fansville. Fansville. Very, very, very funny. Very back. funny commercial. DJ, you want, you want the lay? NIL. I saw that. He's yeah. in there, yeah. I, hopefully he gets free Dr. Pepper now. So uh, looking at this San Jose State, um, San Jose State USC game, I really like the San Jose team. State team. I think the San Jose State team is one of the top uh, number five teams in the country, actually. Coming off a week one win, already have a game under their belt, so they know what they're doing. Against a USC team that can be overrated sometimes, I feel like, personally. USC ranked 15th in the initial AP rankings, the preseason rankings. Uh, ESPN's only given them a 7.6% chance to win. I like I like that more like 30%. I think the San Jose State team was great last year. They were... They were amazing to watch. They were a fun team. They looked like I've seen videos online, and they just look that that team just looked like they're so connected and they're so bought into that coach. It's just crazy how much a coach can really affect these young athletes. And I really think this fourteen line uh, USC is a fourteen point uh, favorite. I like U. I like San Jose State to not only cover. I like them to win outright in the Coliseum at four. As uh, in Southern California, I think the San Jose State team is the real deal. I think they don't. Get, I don't think they're not getting any respect they should. I think the Pac-12 is still down besides Oregon, and I really like this San Jose State team to keep it close and pull out a victory versus a, a top 15 team. And that's what my top 15, top 25 upset of the week to watch. I think personally. A couple things to add on your San Jose's pick. Um, last year they went seven and zero in the regular season, losing in the um. Arizona Bowl to Ball State, but they returned 20 of 22 starters from last year, so obviously a lot of guys coming back, and that's I, I'm intrigued by that pick also. I think USC, like you said, is kind of overrated a lot. You just you look at their name, you see USC, oh, they're going to be a top 10 team every year. I, I really don't think they have been. They've, made, they've had a little bit of success in the last couple of seasons, but not Nash. I wouldn't say they should be uh, nationally respected as much as they sh- um, are. That's kind of an interesting pick right there. Now we're going to shift over to um, high school football quick. Uh, Prior Lake where we live, uh, I play for the Pryor Lake. We'll, won't be on the field on Thursday night, but I'll be there on the sideline. I'll be on the team. Um, and Pryor Lake opened up the year against Hopkins. I don't. I've lived in Pryor Lake for a while now, for about twelve years. I don't think I've ever seen Pryor Lake play Hopkins in football. Hopkins is, I'd say, mainly known more for its basketball. Mirror Coffee, University of Minnesota. And Paige Becker is one of the best college, college, college athletes basketball athletes in the right country. Week one, Prior Lake comes in at Hopkins. Uh, we saw a little bit of film on them in the scrimmage. They don't look too good this year. Their quarterback seems to be more upset when he makes bad throws. He was spiking the ball, throwing up his arms in a scrimmage. So, yeah. And our our game plan, uh, Coach G talking about this week, our game plan is to wear him down and get him so t- so mad and frustrated that they want to pull him in the second quarter. That's We need to get them, and we cannot. Another thing we're the key would be to the game is our defensive lineman, he does not want the quarterback to scramble. He wants to keep him in the pocket and not allow him to get out because he's athletic. We can, you can tell he can run. So, and they like to throw a lot. And uh, what, 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 would you, what are you looking for week one? I won't be at this game. I have other things to do that are a little more important. What could AKA that be? A.K.A. the Gopher game. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to have uh, high, school po- high school football back on last year. We couldn't go to the games. We were streaming and we were watching the stream in one of my friend's basements. I know that was super cool to do. Just having that different experience, but it all is nothing like Friday Night Lights are apparently for this game, Thursday Night Lights. I'm excited for Phil to be back. I like this Friday Lake team this year. I don't think they're going to be anything crazy. 
like a seven one eight zero. I do like them to be five and three or six and two this year. But I hope we can get over the hump of going four and four again. That that has always been our struggle these last couple of years. We had a senior quarterback in Kyle Haas, who I think is going to have a breakout, maybe Minnesota Football Player of the Year, uh, year this year. We got a great defense line, great O line. If we, if you, in high school, if you can win these games at the line scrimmage, you're going to have a good chance to win because a lot of these guys are still high schoolers, and it, you never, really, never know it's going to show up on, on game day. But I'm super, super excited for this season to be back. I'm super excited to get back in the stadium next week at Shock B, and we'll preview that next week. But I'm excited for this season. I can't wait to go to some Laker games again and just have that student section uh, rocking and everything to be super elite. Absolutely. Uh, probably like returning their, you know, third-year quarterback now, Kyle Haas, you know, obviously didn't start all in sophomore year, but this is his third year. Yeah, you really don't get that that much you in don't, high school football. It, it's tough to do, and when you do, you know you have a guy that's solid, and, like, we know we, we have a, a quarterback that's going to be there every year and every game, and he makes he makes plays. He's smart. He doesn't make bad throws, even in practice. He just he knows exactly where to go. He knows where the receivers are supposed to go. He uses he uses his offensive line really well. He knows how to scramble. Not the fastest guy, but he knows how to get rid of the ball when he needs to. Um, Hopkins last year went three and three, so n- didn't seem like they played any teams that were in the, near the top ten at all. Probably like played I think four or five top ten teams last year. So mm-hmm. I, I do I, like probably like winning this game. Me too. I just think we'll be a little more athletic there, and uh, Hopkins. I bet they'll put up a fight. They'll have some good athletes out there. Um, but I just think we'll be more athletic, and if we're more physical and more athletic, we're gonna win the game. I just think we will. I just don't think they. Are there for football more? I think they're more of a basketball program. They are. Their basketball program is top five in the state. Paige Becker is one of the uh, girls who went there a couple years ago. She's insane. UConn athlete. She's one of the best yeah. uh, women's basketball basketball players in the country for sure. I, I Someone to have a big game, I'd say it's got to be the linebackers. See, uh, Cole Edwards and Aiden Gagenheimer, I think, will need to be the impact players. Because if they try to run the ball and we just suffocate it the whole game, they're going to get scared and they're going to think, we're going to have to throw the ball. And we got really good defensive backs. We're very strong, very athletic, so I like us winning this game. Mm-hmm. Me too. I think. I think we'll be close early, and then we'll be able to pull away in the second half. I like that. So now we're going to shift over to my uh, – Yeah, Ryan. Here. Every, Ryan. every week I'm going to have a, uh, a big game I'm going to talk about. I think that will make the biggest impact possibly on a playoff or late season implications. Obviously, it's week one, so a lot of things to – you can't you kind of got to guess right now. But obviously, uh, the Georgia-Clemson game is a big game. That's just one we're talking about right now. But my – We'll talk about that later, but my game this week is uh, Penn State-Wisconsin. you got number 19, Penn State, going against number 12, Wisconsin, in Camp Randall. I think this game has the biggest impact on any, at least, Big Ten teams right now because you look at these last these teams last two years, or last year, I'd say both of them kind of had undermining years. They just, or years they didn't like. Um, Penn State starting last year 0-5, probably not the way they want to start. They did win their last four in a row to get to four and five. So I obviously some positives there. Um, same with Wisconsin. I, Wisconsin did not start the way they wanted. They ended up making a bowl game. They did make it to the uh, Dukes of Mayo Bowl last year. I was disappointed they didn't have Mayo in the, the Gittard Cooler. I'm still pretty mad that about been, that. That would have been pretty awesome to see Wisconsin drink Mayo. That would have been disgusting, but we don't like Wisconsin very funny. much. Yeah. Funny. Wisconsin last year, uh, four and three. They, they lost to Northwestern, Iowa, and Indiana. Three pretty good teams last year. One of those teams got to the Big Ten Championship. Uh, Indiana went away from the Big Ten Championship, and Iowa, kind of a tough year also. But I'd say Wisconsin, uh, both of these teams are trying to figure out who they are. They got a lot of young guys coming in for both teams, as last year was, like you said, disappointing. And uh, I think I think the winner of this game will probably turn out to win about 9, 10, 11 games. I just, these two teams are both up there the last couple of years always. I think this game will have the biggest impact. The, a loss in this game will affect both of these teams, I think, really badly. I just think... It's tough to overcome. They'll be able to overcome it, but it'll be tough to overcome and have a good year. As Penn State has a tough schedule coming up, along with Wisconsin, who has some tough games. So I think this is the biggest game of the week, and it will, the winner will have a huge year. Yeah, me too. I think the Penn State team is uh, one of the most kind of – was really just one of the biggest disappointing teams last year, starting off 0-5. It was kind of just underwhelming for them, to say the least, about what I saw last year from Penn State. But – now you get these two teams both ranked inside the top 20 again. Uh, just really looking forward to have that good year. And if they have the, if one of these teams get that big first week one win, who knows how far uh, that uh, that win can bring them into the future and how how helpful that can be for this season, getting them off on the right foot. And I just, I'm excited to watch this game. 11 a.m. on Fox, Gus Johnson, Joel Klatt on the, on the call. Should be a good game to watch, and I'm really excited to see it. 
what these two teams have to bring this year. I know Wisconsin is having some off-the-field issues right now with uh, one of their learning backs being released off the team. But it should be it should be a great week one matchup, and I'm another one of these two Big Ten teams starting the season. I always started but said it earlier in the in the in the show. Uh, but I do like these Big Ten teams, these opening Big Ten matchups, and this is probably one of my favorites of the week. Absolutely. Um, that'll be a segment we each have each week. Uh, I'll pick a big game, and he thinks he'll pick a top twenty five upset. He believes that could happen and could impact a lot. Um, that was presented by AT and T. So those uh. By that segment, we'll move next to now our super dogs presented by Allstate. Nick will go first. Super dog is uh, you want to explain what our super dogs are? Our super dog this week, it's kind of the same as game day. You kind of got those uh, areas where you get the line, and we're gonna see if they cover, we're gonna get so many points. If they don't cover, get zero points. But if they went out right, you're gonna get a lot of points too. My op- my opening week, uh, super dog will be Northern Illinois at Georgia Tech. Northern Illinois is giving 17 and a half. I think. That last year, Northern Illinois went 0-6. But hear me out. They have a transfer quarterback named Rocky Lombardi. Sounds familiar? He was a transfer from Michigan State, a Power 5 school. I really like this Northern Illinois team to at least compete with Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech did not have a great season last year. Uh, I know they're still got a new coach. They're still trying to figure things out. But I think Northern Illinois can keep this game within 14 for sure. I don't like them to win outright, but I think they easily can cover this game. And I really like this matchup right here 630 on ACC Network uh yeah absolutely I think that's a intriguing one right there I think yeah Northern Illinois you said that transfer quarterback for Michigan State so you know you have another Actually, thought here the the line has been moved in uh Northern Illinois is getting 18 and a half now even better 18. all right so better chance there for Nick to hit his super dog um my super dog this week is going to be Louisiana Tech versus Mississippi State Mississippi State now in the second year under Mike Leach um, I believe it's it, he can't really figure it out. I think here in the second year, I think they'll they'll win this game. Obviously, um, the better team than Louisiana Tech, but Louisiana Tech has some uh, some athletes. The another opposing conference USA coach has talked about the last couple of years. They've just seemed kind of out of sync, but this year he believes they'll bounce back because they have some talented players. They're returning ten starters on defense. I just you have a lot of seniors, a lot of experience there. I think they'll put up a good fight, and they're getting, going into Starkville. Not an easy place to win anyway, but. They have a lot of athletes there, and I think Mike Leach's team will win this game, but I think they'll it'll keep it close. The line right now um, at 23.5, I think Louisiana Tech will keep it closer than that, and that's just I, I just think there's a lot of athletes there. Mm-hmm. Also, one more thing I would uh, like to say, uh, it's the Tulane team. I would They were practicing in Alabama these last these last day. Uh, just send thoughts and prayers to people in yeah. New Orleans right Everybody now. Everybody down, down south right now, hopefully mm-hmm. everything. Yep, that game has been moved. The Oklahoma Tulane game got moved to Norman, so hopefully Tulane has a normal week of practice and has good prepare because that Oklahoma team, I think, personally, has is my favorite to win the college football play this year. Really? Okay, all right. I, I like that. Um mm-hmm. Like, all right, so now we're, we're going to move into our final segment of this week one episode. We're going to move into our game picks. Our game picks will mainly uh, be a top 25 matchups, top 25 teams playing against, you know, whoever they are. Any, also, if there's any other big games that we want to talk about. And also, the Gopher football game will always be our last pick as, you know, we're diehard Gopher fans. So we will uh, we'll always end with picks. And now we're going to start it off. Our first game pick we're going to talk about, we're going to do number 19, Penn State. At Wisconsin, Wisconsin favors by five and a half at noon on Fox. Yeah, this game is probably one of the it can be the opening game I'm going to watch on on Saturday for sure. I'll probably turn it on have watch at eleven at, at 11, 11, 11 Central Time. Yep, I, I like uh, I like Wisconsin in this game. I think this camp Randall's going to be jumping. I like it. I think it's going to be packed. I think I think it's going to be a great game. I like uh, Wisconsin. I like it. I think Pensit will cover. I think I think Wisconsin by field goal. That's of course what it's Wisconsin by field goal. Field goal, and he sometimes would say an extra point or something like that. Something uh-huh. weird. All right. Um, also good to see Lee Corso back at College Game Day. Yeah. Also, that's super cool having him back on set. On, just awesome. On site. He's yep. he's he. Everything about him is just college football. It's awesome mm-hmm. to see him. Um, I like. I was saying this is my Big Ten game. I like Wisconsin this one. I think if you look at last year, Wisconsin, you know, like I said, disappointing year. But if you look at so you look at twenty eighteen to nineteen. So they go eight and five in twenty eighteen. Probably just a bad game. They ended up losing. You know, the axe to Minnesota, which we hadn't beaten them in fifteen years. They end up winning their bowl game, but they go eight and five, so kind of a disappointing year. The next year, they end up going ten and four. They make it to the Big Ten championship, make it to the Rose Bowl. Paul Christ, he just finds a way to get teams ready the next year. I think he knows how to get teams to respond after a tough year. I bet. Obviously, they're going to have some running back. Their new running back this year, um, Jalen Berger, was a 
I believe he was a sophomore last year. He's coming back. He's bringing plenty of experience. No, he's yeah, he'll be a sophomore this year. So not a ton of experience there, but they'll find a way. They always do. They always find a way to get good running backs. I just think Wisconsin's the better team here, and I think they'll take get the victory. Yep. Okay, in our next game, uh, we have number 17, Indiana, versus number 18 at Iowa, number 18th ranked in the country. Iowa's three-and-a-half point favorites on, on Big Ten Network. What do you like there? Um, I think this is a kind of an interesting game because both – I think Indiana had a really good year last year, and now I'd say the big question is – can they respond and can they repeat, you know, with another big year? And it's you have a huge test to start the year. I just don't think they pass the test. I think it's Kinnick is a tough place to play. I think Iowa and Kirk Ferentz will he'll have his team ready. I think Indiana this will be a really close game. This line's three and a half. I wouldn't be surprised if it's a one point game and somehow Iowa wins like with a field goal or something. But I think uh I just think it's gonna be a really good game. I just think Iowa's more physical. I think they'll just be a better team today. But Indiana I think is gonna have a good year. Mm-hmm. I like Iowa in this game, but I, I like Iowa by actually 10 points. I think this Iowa team's going to show up to play. I think Kinnick's going to show up, and they're going to be ready. They're going to they're gonna want football back. And I like this Iowa team to win by 10 points. Yeah, good. We have uh, two of our games in right now, and now we move to kind of an, I'd say, an interesting matchup. Another one I, I maybe could have picked for my uh, uh, biggest game of the week. I'll hear 23, number 23, Louisiana, travels to number 21, Texas. Texas favored by eight on Fox this week. Who do you like in this one? I like uh, the Ridge Cajuns. I think this team was really good last year. I think they're even better this year. And I still don't think Texas is bad. Uh, I think uh, Steve Sartegian, even though he is the new head coach, I think this Texas program still needs work figuring out their identity and who they are. So we're gonna we're gonna see who they are in week one. I think they get a good week one matchup. This is one of the underrated games of the week that I think should be talked about more. This is a top twenty five matchup to open the year, and I, I like Louisiana to win this to win this game. Interesting. It's gonna be a hundred degrees on kickoff. It looks like here on uh, three thirty uh, Central Time on Fox on Saturday. I I like Texas in this one. I think Steve Steve Sarkeesian, He's had a ton of success at Alabama OC. Um. I think he'll come in. He'll get his guys fired up. I think it will be less. The spread is eight points. I think it's going to be a lot closer than that. I think it'll be maybe like a one or two point game. But I just I think Texas will find a way to win this one. Louisiana had a great year last year. I think they will again this year. I think they'll show this week that they can play with these teams, especially Texas, who obviously is getting probably more respect than they should. I think they'll show they can play. I just think Texas will find a way to pull it out. But Louisiana again, I think they'll be a good team again. I think they'll they'll show this week they can play against teams like that. Mm-hmm. Okay, our next game. Uh, we have a neutral site game. Number 14, Miami, versus number 1, Alabama. Alabama, 19.5-point favorites. This is the Chick-fil-A kickoff in Atlanta on ABC at 3.30. What do you think? What do you like about this game? Who do you like? Um, obviously, I'm going to take Alabama in this one. I don't think – if you look at – so you look at Nick Saban since he's been to Alabama. I think they've – this is now their 11th – I looked up. This is their 11th neutral site to start the season they've had. He's 10-0 uh, and 0 in those neutral site games. He hasn't lost an opener to the season since 2001 at LSU in college football. He's had a ton of success in games like this, and it doesn't matter. He's played so many, and he's played a lot of really good teams. He's played Michigan in the past, Wisconsin. He's played uh, Florida State. He's played a lot of really good teams, and I think Miami's a good team also. I just I just don't see how they lose this game. They're favored by 19.5 points. It's just every year it seems the same. I mean, it's good that Alabama schedules these games because, I mean, like team, some teams don't even want to schedule against Alabama because they know they're yeah, going to get killed. for Miami like, to Absolutely. Miami wants to play them because they want to say, hey, we can beat you guys, which I, I don't think is going to happen this week. I think Alabama is going to cover by 19.5. It's just I, I don't see how Miami's going to win this game. Yeah, I, I like Alabama as well. It's tough to pick against the defending national champions, even though they do have a freshman quarterback coming in now who has played Snap It, who's already making a million dollars, which is kind of crazy, but that's the world of the college bowl now. Uh, I do like Alabama to win this game. I like Alabama to win big. I like Alabama to cover for sure. Uh, I think it's, it's good to see where this Alabama team will be at the beginning of the season. I think this is a good test for both teams. Yeah, the over-under there is 61.5. just go hammer the over. I don't I don't see how that's same below 61.5. Alabama's going to at least score 40 points probably. Yeah. All right, now we move to our next game. Um, This is on Sunday night on ABC. Notre Dame and Florida State. Notre Dame ninth in the country, favored by 7.5. What do you, who do you like in this one? Uh, I like Notre Dame. I like Notre Dame to cover big. Uh, I think uh, uh, Florida State is still figuring out who they are under second year head, their second year head coach. Uh, I'm 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 not sold on Florida State yet. I think they're still a rebuild. I think they're still a work in progress for Mike Norvell. 
but I, this Notre Dame team, they did make the playoff last, last year. Let's not forget that. They did have a really good season last year. They beat Clemson that one game. They did they did not have Trevor Lawrence. But a one versus Clemson is still really rare in the regular season because that hasn't happened that often. But I like Notre Dame to cover big. I know I like having this, this opening week, Labor Day week, where you have these college football games on Sunday since NFL doesn't start until next week. But I'm excited to have some college football on Sunday. You basically... College football starts today on Wednesday, and you get it all till Monday. So, what what more can you ask for? One of, one of the best times of the year, obviously. Obviously, things that school starts the next week, but you now that, that's part of the process. You know, he's got to go through it. Um, so now we got, I yeah, my pick for this game, I got Notre Dame. Obviously, I think yeah, I think they'll win big. Also, I think if you look at Notre Dame's last couple of years, they just they don't lose to teams that they're supposed to be. They they have I believe it was like eight losses in the last four years, and they're all the top ten teams and almost in the playoff or in these big matchups. So. They'll win big. I just think they Florida State, like you said, I agree. They're they're still trying to figure out Mike Norvell. He'll figure it out at one point. But Florida State just not in a spot right now. Maybe they'll be a little fired up, you know, because the passing of Bobby Bowden, rest in peace, one of the greatest college footballs of all coaches of all time. But I think Notre Dame will win this one. Now we have a little, a little uh, Pac-12 after dark game. We have, no, never mind. One o'clock. Well, it, it, my bad. It's still early in the morning. Oh, we have it's twelve twelve. Don't need to call me out. Oh, we have Fresno State at number eleven Oregon. Oregon twenty and a half point favorites against the Fresno State team that did play last week. Um, this is, I'd say this was interesting. This was probably my second choice. If uh for my super dog, I think Fresno State. Like you said, they've already had a game under the belt and. They got a win, I believe. Who is that win again? That was UConn. I really don't know if that's a yeah. big college ball team. I I looked. I remember. Confidence. I remember checking scores last week. They're up by forty five in like the second quarter. So, um, I think Fresno State. They I mean, they've been good the last couple of years. They played Minnesota the last. They played Minnesota in twenty eighteen and nineteen, and they showed that they can beat them. Obviously, Minnesota found a way to win those games. But um, Antoine Winfield Jr. Thank you very much. Um, but uh, I think Oregon's a better team. They were. I was just watching college game day last week, and all those uh, the Bear and college football or college game day saying that they're better than every single team on their schedule, almost besides Ohio State, probably. Mm-hmm. So I just think Oregon Mario Cristobal does a nice job there. Got to the Rose Bowl two years ago. I think they'll have another good year, and um, I think they'll win. But I think they'll barely cover. But Fresno State will keep it close early. Yeah, I like Oregon to win too, but I like it. I think it's gonna be close to the experts. Thanks, going off Lee what Lee Corso says. Uh, close to the expert thinks I, I think I like uh, Fresno State to keep this within a, a touchdown plus three for sure. Absolutely. So now we move to uh, the Vegas kiss, kickoff classic. Yeah. This is on Saturday night. Um, BYU and uh, Arizona open up the season against each other. So who do you like in this one with uh, Independent against Pac-12? Uh, BYU, I think this Arizona team might be one of the worst uh, Power 5 teams this year. Arizona is might lose to – I want to see Arizona-Kansas. I think those two teams are really similar this year. Those teams are going to start this year. I like BYU to still have success after Zach Wilson even left. Uh, I think it's super cool. This new Vegas kickoff classic in the new stadium down there in Vegas will be super cool to watch. Uh, super cool to have fans and stands in Vegas. They didn't have it last year with COVID. The Rangers did not allow it, but I'm super excited. I like this I like this BYU team to win. I like this team, BYU team to be, win big. I like them to cover big time, and I think it should be an exciting game to watch on uh, some packs of after dark. Yeah, I, I also agree with you. I think BYU is a much better team. Last year uh, had a, had a good year. They're, they lost Zach Wilson obviously to the NFL draft, so that you know that's showing how good some of their players are that they're able to recruit really well. Um, they, like you said, this Arizona team is probably one of the worst Power Five teams in the country. Um, ranked in a preseason ranking, I saw out of one hundred thirty out of the one hundred thirty teams, they're ranked ninety first. Probably um, one of the worst Power Five. Yeah. Yeah, probably one of the worst Power 5 teams you'll ever see. Um, but, yeah, BYU is going to win this game big, I think. They have a lot of athletes. They're all about 26, 27 years old somehow because of their yeah. religion and stuff like that. But they're all married and have children. But those guys, they know how to work hard, taking care of a family, so they'll win this one. Mm-hmm. Our next game, super interesting. You have number 16, LSU, going to Pasadena to play UCLA, coming off a win against Hawaii. Who do you think this game? So, uh... Yeah, LSU's got to go on the road to Pasadena in the Rose Bowl. That's obviously a cool place to play. You know what? I like UCLA in this game. I, I watched a little bit of the game last week. Obviously, had no opponent had no opponent last week against Hawaii, really. But Zach Charbonnet, a, a transfer from Michigan, showed up and had a huge game. He averaged 17 yards a carry last week. I like UCLA to upset LSU. I think Coach O will find a way to get his team back to where they were a couple years ago. 
not quite as good, but they'll win a couple more games. I just think they'll have a tough time on the road this week. Yeah, I think LSU is a tough week one opponent. Uh, I do. I like. I like LSU to win this game. I. I think UCLA is taking steps in the right direction under Chip Kelly. Uh, I. I don't think this LSU team is going to lose to UCLA though. UCLA is still a work in progress. I think they're better than what people are going to give them respect for this season, being in the Pac-12 and not having that respect. But I, I like. I like LSU to uh, win this game. I like. I don't think. I think they'll win it closer. But I like LSU to win this game. All right. A um, few more picks we have left here in our uh, final se- segment with the picks. Um, Louisville and Mississippi is a Monday night football game. Uh, kind of interesting. At, I believe this is at um, uh, in Starkville, isn't it? I believe so. Uh, Mississippi State is favored by 9.5. No, this is actually in Atlanta. Is it, is it in? Okay, it is. This is a neutral second on Monday good, night. Yep, Labor good, Day. Labor Day. Uh, good. I think this is a great game to end the college, college football year with. You got Ole Miss, a great explosive team under second year head coach Lane Kiffin. Get Louisville team that is that kinda did have a good year last year that kinda ran to a bus stop versus Miami that called in that ABC game last year. But I'm looking forward. I think this will be a really good game. Uh, I I like Mississippi State to, to win. I think they're gonna I think they're really gonna be super fast. I think this team could possibly fly under the radar in the SEC West and maybe finish in that top three spots and win this game for sure. Uh, yeah, I'm going to agree with you. That I think uh, Miss Ole Miss is going to win this one. Lane Kiffin, I think he's going to build something there. He, he's he been all over the place. He's been to quite a few schools, offense coordinator, head coach, all over the place. But I think Mississippi Mississippi will be a place he can find some uh, some success. Obviously, I don't know how good it will be. But I think this year he'll take another step in becoming – I think um, Matt Corral, their quarterback, will have a big year. He's getting all the attention. So I don't know if he's good enough as a Heisman candidate, as they're saying he is. But I think he'll have a big game, and they'll, they'll beat Louisville. <laughs> so now we move to uh, – uh, I would I would say the biggest game of the week. This is uh, number five Georgia versus number three Clemson in Charlotte. The Duke's Mayo Classic on ABC. Clemson's a three point favorite. Uh, who do you like in this game? This is probably one of the best games of the week. Um, I think it's gonna be. I think like I think this is probably besides that Wisconsin Penn State game, other one of the biggest games. You have two top five teams who have shown over the last five six years now that they are. One of the best in college football, Clemson. Obviously, they made the playoff what now six years in a row and won a couple national titles. Been in the championship other years. Um, probably disappointing last year for them not to make it to the championship. But I think for both of these teams, a loss. I think you said earlier, a loss does not end your season because everybody knows that you're going to come at each week. And because if you lose this game for either of these teams, it is a it's, it's not over. But you probably have to win out to um, get your dreams and or make your goals. Um, Attainable, and you know they have to win this one. And for both teams, I just think Clemson will be better. I like DJ Uyengalale, or however you say it. Um, last year when they played Notre Dame, he started, and they were saying that if Trevor Lawrence was not there, he'd he'd be starting anywhere else in the country. If Trevor Lawrence, if he, but he's a backup at Clemson because that's how good Trevor Lawrence was. But I like Clemson in this one in a close one. I think Georgia will lose this game, but after this, I think Georgia will take a huge step, and they will win out the rest of the regular season and go eleven and one and they'll have an opportunity to get to the playoff in the SEC Championship. So I think Georgia will keep it close, but Clemson will win this one. Yeah, I do like Clemson. They are one of these one of these new kind of favorites in college football that you kind of see every year as it's up that top five. And I think even with a new quarterback, uh, I think this Clemson will be the same old Clemson. I think this team is gritty. I think this team is hardworking. I think Dabo has his program just in places you probably wouldn't have assumed in the next – wouldn't have assumed in the last couple of years before this. But I like I like Clemson to win this game. I like Clemson to win by a touchdown. I think it's gonna be a good game. I'm excited to watch this game. It's probably one of the top games of the week to watch for sure. It is a neutral side game, but I think Clemson does have it's a little closer to Charlotte than than Georgia is in Athens. But it's gonna be a super good game. This is the game that we're just where game is at this week. It's gonna be a great. It's gonna be a great atmosphere. It should be sold out. It's gonna be a packed house. It's gonna be a great game to watch. It's just the best to see top five matchups. Every, I mean, you, Seth, love, you love seeing these type, these teams taking these challenges at the beginning of the week, year. This week one, because it shows it shows they how much they want and how much they're going to show that they want to show right away, hey, we're the best team in the country. Yeah, and, you know, you, that's, that's a great... You win this game, you're in the top three for sure. Even though Clemson started there. <laughs> yeah, so now we, uh, we're going to shift to... Uh, we're going to shift to... Uh, the best... Our, the, our, our favorite the, game The, the of biggest week. game of the week, obviously. The biggest uh, game of the week, yep, of course. Uh, this is Minnesota-Ohio State. This is a huge game for the Gophers. 
a win would be huge for the team. They they'll probably get ranked if they win this game. Um, you're playing probably the best wide receiver duo in the country, both first team, probably every All American list in the country right now. Um, do you want me? Who do you want to? Who do you want me to make my prediction you first? Go, you can go first with this prediction. Or should we? Uh, should we make it together? Or I? What? What do you think? I'll, I'll go first. I'll go first. I can go first. Uh, Aaron, no, I'll go. I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. Uh, Minnesota. Okay. I I believe this is going to be a great game. Uh, Minnesota is going to keep it close early. I think they'll find a way to get some big plays. I just think in the end, Ohio State is the more athletic team at the end. I think they have too many athletes for Minnesota. And I think in the fourth quarter they'll just kind of pull away. I, th- I think it'll be close most of the way, but they'll win it like a forty-five twenty-eight type of game. I think it'll be close most of the way, but in the end, I think Ohio State will just find a way to pull out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't like saying this, but I think Ohio State is going to win. Uh, the, the, my, the fan of me says Minnesota, of course, because that's what I'm going to root for. But just Ohio State—they're just too good. They're just, they're, they have just playmakers everywhere. This Minnesota team still has a lot of questions on the defense. This, if the Minnesota wants to win, I'll, I'll give you a key to win. They got to get pressure on CJ Stroud. They need to put pressure in the freshman's face, making that bad throws, making make bad decisions in his first game. I know that right now the conditions look cloudy, could rain, so that could affect uh, Ohio State's uh, passing game. But I do like Ohio State to win this game. I like Ohio State. Uh, I think Minnesota will cover, though. I think this will be closer than a lot of people think, and I'm really excited to listen to this, watch this game, be there, sold-out crowd. Storm the field. Storm, hopefully. I don't think so, but I think it should be a good game. I think it's a good week one test to see where this team lies for 2021. If they keep this game close, they're going to get some respect, and I think they can use this to build confidence for the rest of the year. Is, uh, is Gus Johnson on the call, do you think? Yep, on yeah, Thursday Gus night? Johnson, yep. He's a favorite Ohio State Buckeye team. Yes. He calls him and Joe Clark call every week yes. on Big Noon Kickoff. They love him. They love him there. Um, and that's all. That's uh, that's the rest of our game picks, and that's all for this week. Uh, we look, we're looking forward to college football's back, yep. finally, after it seems like it's been two years since yeah. last year. didn't feel very uh-huh. this will This is going to feel more like football for sure. Absolutely. So uh, that is week one edition of Elite Football Talk. And... Uh, I think we're going to sign off for now. We're going to play a little uh, music at the end because so, we know what we're cheering for this week.